you're listening to the Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hello, friends. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Welcome to the Nerd Table. I am Chris O'Mealy, recording out of the state of Pennsylvania on an obnoxiously hot freaking May day. Joining me, also recording out of states that are probably really hot and obnoxious, are Dan Peck in North Carolina, where it's probably like 90 degrees. Now it's 84 right now, but it's been 90 every day this week. It has hit 90 at some point. We have not had the violent thunderstorm to give us a break yet, so we are past due. Uh, We had that one yesterday. That's actually what I was expecting for a break, and we didn't get it. And broadcasting out of Michigan is Eric, who complained about how cold it was all winter. So now how's he feeling? Well, I mean, it's currently a high of 56 here in Michigan. You know what? We're done. You're you're out of the show. <laughs> Just that's it. That's it. No more. No uh, more of this. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's still uh, to me. It feels nice. But it's still pretty cold. 56 is not cold. For my Florida blood. Ugh. But it's not. It's not really that bad. Florida Honestly, blood. now, 50 in Florida. 50 in Florida would have been fucking freezing and shivering and, and, and shit. But there's something about just being up here where 50 degrees is just like, I'm just going to wear a t-shirt today. So I was having... T-shirt and shorts, baby. Yeah. So I was having fun, Eric, and I, I apologize in advance for this, but... I apologize. We're, we're in that time of year. We're in the, the wonders of tornado season. I'm a weather nerd. I start looking up videos and information and tracking them. And I was like, what states have a history of, like, F5 level tornadoes? And apparently Michigan gets them much more frequently than I realized. And I'm like, that really sucks for Eric. And I'm... <laughs> I, I hope I hope we don't get anything. Well, I from, mean, what I, from what I heard, it's always out in the backwoods and whatnot, like out in the country, and the cities are pretty fine. So, is Michigan mountainous at all, or is it pretty flat? I mean, it's not Florida flat. Nothing's but... Florida flat. I don't even think Kansas is Florida flat. <laughs> it's it's hilly over here. The further north I go the more like mountainous it gets, but it's not like no cliffs, right? Like I'm not going to fall down a mountain and and die. No, it's not down the mountain, but it's not like the Appalachian mountains out out where I am either. Yeah. 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 I'm like, it's, there's not, there's no, there's nothing here that I could like rock climb. Sure. Why the hell would you want to do that? I I wouldn't. (laughs) I'm like I'm like a handful of hours from like three different mountain chains. <laughs> well, you're actually pretty close to the Smoky Mountains, right? Yeah. Smoky Mountains, I can, I can go a little bit out, and the and the Blue Ridge Mountains. Blue Ridge, that's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, not too far away. I hear like driving through the mountain area when it's like snowing is just fucking terrible. Well, yeah, I'm, but but in the middle of autumn, it's the greatest thing in the world. With all the changes and, and and or top down, just going like thirty five. Oh, yeah! I was I was I was messing around the other night when I couldn't sleep. I go on uh, Google Earth 
and I'm just randomly street dropping myself in parts of the country that have like horrible flatland area and like are prone to some of these tornado outbreaks. So I'm like, I want to see exactly how flat it is. And one of them was the area around Amarillo, Texas, which is the Texas panhandle. So I'm like, I bet I'll drop it. And it's just going to be like a vast field or something. Well, it's vast, but it wasn't a field. It was dirt. You, it's it's pretty much the Badlands, it and it's like a the, big desert. The Double Cross Ranch, you son of a bitch! I don't know where that is, but I would have I would have street dropped it if I could have found it. <laughs> I street dropped myself in Bermuda, so I could like fly around the island and like look around and be like, oh, look at all these different places you can get ocean vista views and everything because the island's so thin in a bunch of places, and I'm like, it's split off in a in a bunch of areas. So how does that even really? work geographically and you realize it's really just a really, really high sandbarge that just happened to come out of the, the water a little bit. But once the ocean rises enough, that's the end of that island. And I always was told that Bermuda was like, like rich people lived in Bermuda, but the ha- the nicest area I found, the houses didn't look any different than like your average Florida neighborhood. Like, Oh man, the Caribbean and stuff. It's crazy. Like Jamaica, the, the the big fancy sandals resort is next to like literally up against the shanty town. Yes, yes, it is. My uh my parents' honeymoon was in Jamaica, and they they talked about that, and they were like, "Yeah, we did not want to leave the resort because <laughs> absolutely not." Like literally next door is a beach with needles in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you guys about my little trip to Miami. We were driving through the uh, a not-so-nice part of the city, and that's the first time I ever saw slums. Like, real, real sheet metal shacks stacked up on top of each other, and everyone had a satellite dish. Mm-hmm. You know, I, always, I also like to street drop myself in, like, supposedly, like, bad sections of towns. And there's one, it's actually in Michigan, Eric, and it's, I think it's, like, one of those areas of Detroit, not the downtown area, but, you know, the extended area that you don't want to be in. Yeah, the part that they don't want to call Detroit because of the crime rate. Yes. And yeah. there's a there's a part. And I, I found that the, I found the the, uh, the the whatever you call it, the actual like geographical location to put in, like the, the specific numbers. And when they're driving past the house, there's this dude on the porch and he's pointing an AR rifle at the Google Earth van. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sounds like Detroit. <laughs> oh, man. You're not that close to Detroit, right? I'm pretty close to Detroit. <laughs> but you know where to stay out of. Oh, yeah. So All of Detroit. well no like downtown i know that downtown by the ballpark is nice it's actually getting yeah it's actually getting really really good it's getting better but there's still certain pockets that are just well yeah i mean you really can't do anything because of people just literally burning houses down okay they so, like, the whole thing is, right, like, nobody owns these houses. They can't do anything, and it's too expensive to demolish. So people will just light them on fire and let it crumble to the ground because then the city has to do something. 
but it's it's they don't have enough people to keep up. Like the firefighters just put it out, and they're like, "Well, I guess we'll get to it until we get to it." But until then, it's just gonna be a like smoldering piece of crap on the floor. <laughs> so there's literally pockets where it's just like, "Holy shit!" Like a fucking forest fire went through here, except there's no forest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and of course, you know, they take all the copper out first. Oh, well, obviously. I do jokes like that on The Simpsons. Speaking of The Simpsons, uh, Dan and I, earlier today as we're recording this, recorded two new episodes of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, part of the wonderful programming on CKCC Radio. Go to CKCCRadio.com or go to CKCCRadio.podbean.com to access the shows directly, getting all the new episodes, and check out all the other cool stuff we have, including... Our patron channel, patron.com slash club kayfabe, where we do patron exclusive shows. And I'd like to thank our wonderful, incredible patrons, Jeff, Jay, Glenn, Adrian, Randy, Rawl, Matthew, Brian, and Robert. Because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this show for free for you guys. And we appreciate your support. Uh, another announcement. The three of us do a Pokemon themed podcast, in case you guys were unaware. Although we have talked about it before. I was unaware. Yeah, Eric's actually been on all five episodes. He just didn't know you did it. Well, I thought we were just hanging out. You were recording me the whole time? <laughs> Without your consent. Uh, it's fine. I think it's okay in your state. <laughs> you know what? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have some Ohio issues. Ohio is. I learned about that shit. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Ohio either. Hi, Danny Risner. <laughs> sorry, sorry about Ohio, bud. Hi, Vivian. Sorry about Ohio. Uh, I think that's everybody I know in Ohio that would be listening to this. I don't know if anybody else is. But if you live in Ohio, uh, I am sorry. Actually, if you live in Pennsylvania, I'm sorry because we're we're doing some crappy stuff here. But uh, if you guys go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Pokecast or just Pokecast because I don't have the accent on the E. It's literally just Pokecast. Jeez. Gross. I'm not putting the E in there to... To mess everybody up, but if you guys join the group, uh, we're going to be doing some contests and challenges and things like that. The only thing we ask is that you actually are kind of a Pokemon fan. You don't have to be, like, a big fan and know a bunch of stuff about Pokemon, but you know, if you... If, if you, you like one Pokemon, that is enough. I mean, it could be Pikachu, that's fine. Yeah. Or, you know, Jigglypuff or whatever. But if you like Lucario, join now so Eric can be your best friend. Yes. Because <laughs> that's Eric's boy. When you play Smash Brothers, do you play as Lucario? I don't. Because I, I'm i a Kirby player. <laughs> uh, I'm so, so, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll play as Lucario because I've played it him before and he's a lot of fun to play as because he's good. They I have feel like he would give... Give him, like, uh, Roy's moveset or Marth's moveset, you know? I feel like he would just be a copy of them. No, he's got his own thing going. Does he? You know who is a lot of fun to play as, though? Greninja. Greninja's a fun Smash fighter. Incineroar is fun, too, but Incineroar has the wrestling references, which is what I appreciate. And then there's Pichu, who is the worst player in all of Smash Brothers. Because <laughs> you 
curse himself. Why would you? Why would you create a character and be like, "Hey, you know, it'd be fun. Let's make a move that's really hard to land, but also hurts you." <laughs> <laughs> what? So, which of course is always uh, always funny to me is people don't know what a Pichu is. It's the first form of a Pikachu. And it's not very good. No, it is not. So, uh, for the older fans of Pokemon, basically what Pichu is, is they call them a uh, baby Pokemon. They're considered baby Pokemons. So, you got a few... Yeah, like Togepi is a baby Pokemon. Pichu is a baby Pokemon. Uh, Iggly Yolo, Buff. <laughs> Iggly, yeah, that that's a baby Pokemon. There's a there's a, a bunch of them. I don't know why they went on that trip. You, they they really pissed me off in the games because they can't breed. Because they're babies. You, I mean, I get it. I child get it, pornographer. It. I just want a. a fucking perfect stat Pokemon, alright? I don't want to have to look at its ass and be like, god damn it, now I gotta level you up and evolve you. And then you have Mewtwo, in, who can play as in the game. So you can you can play as baby Pikachu, or you can play as the most powerful psychic Pokemon to ever be created. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. why would you choose Pichu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've been having some fun doing some streams on Twitch this week. Dan played a little bit of Pokemon Fire Red. I believe you're you're ready to t- challenge Brock for the Boulder Badge. No, I gotta do some more of that uh, grinding, baby. But you got a Pikachu. I do have a Pikachu. He does have a Pikachu. And my and I it went into the Kakuna right as we ended the stream. Oh yes, Weedle evolved to Kakuna, but you don't have the Metapod yet. Metapod's not having it. That's that's next. That's so Metapod. And I gotta get Char up a couple more levels at least. You get that right steel Brock. move, you can run through Brock, no problem. We talked about that last week. So <clears throat> So yeah, that's that's been a ton of fun. And then uh I've been playing a little Link to the Past. I did two days worth of streams as we're recording this on this past Wednesday and Thursday, as you guys are listening to this, I did two streams. Um, there won't be any over the weekend because I've got company in town, so I won't be available to stream. But I've completed the Light World. I got the Master Sword and I defeated Aghanim in the castle. So I made it to the Dark World. And now I was like, this is a, that's it's like a natural stopping point in that game, right, Eric? Like, okay, so... We're in the dark world now, but you're not even halfway through the game yet because there's still so much left to do. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if you made it to the dark world, I feel like you just played 25% of the game. Probably. Because the other 75% is is in the dark world. Well, and what's funny is that the first three dungeons are actually pretty short when you really you really get through it. Like The only reason it took me a while to beat the third dungeon was because I kept falling during the Moldorm battle, and you have to restart the, the boss fight when you oh, fall. That's so fucking terrible. Yeah. You ever get two hits off, and then you get knocked down, and you're like, nope. Oh, I was, up to, I was up to five <laughs> hits, and I got knocked off, and I was expressing frustration on the stream, and I was like, you know what, guys? 
I'm like, <laughs> at this point, I'm not even coming back down here to get hearts. I'm going to let him take me out, let the fairy revive me, and then I'm just going to friggin' start slashing. <laughs> so... But then once I beat him, I, I ran up through Hyrule Tarrell, Tower, I beat Aghanim, and one of my easiest battles I've ever had with him before, I think it was just, I was I was getting lucky, he wasn't really shooting his, uh, the one beam you can't reflect back at him. He kept giving me the actual one that hurts him, so I, I feel like it was just a dumb luck battle. But I got transported to the Dark World, and I kind of walked around the Light World a little bit to show people what some of the differences were, and then I'm like, alright, we're gonna stop here and we'll come back. Because if you remember, Eric, that first dungeon in the Dark World is a long dungeon. Yeah. And it, you have really eight dungeons. You have yeah. eight freaking dungeons, and the first one's long, and you're like, well, so this is what I'm in for. Yeah. Because then you got the like, water temple. You got the friggin' water temple. Then you've got the forest. Then you've got the thieves' lair. You got the friggin' ice level. You got the swamp level, you got the friggin' rock, the fire level in the mountains, and then you go up through Ganon's tower. And you're just like, good lord, this is ridiculous. And then you're still not done! But yeah, it's a, it was a fun playthrough, and I look forward to what is to come. So, that's gonna be enough plugs, I think. Let's, let's talk about some stuff that we got going on in our lives here. Uh, we've got some challenges to answer. Dan just watched a movie for the first time he wants to talk about. And uh, really quickly, I want to update you guys on my two of my viewing platforms right now on the uh, Plex machine. So I am it watching Yu Yu Hakusho for the first time ever. Highly recommended by Eric and also Matt from Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. I'm currently on episode 56 of the entire series, and I believe there's 112 episodes or so. So I'm right at that that halfway point, and the arc I'm watching is called The Dark Tournament, which are five-on-five battles. And we're just now getting into the final match. It's Yusuke Yakamura's team against the Tagoru brothers, which are these extremely powerful demons who win every year. And there was just a major death on the series that they're dealing with. And we are starting to get some of these guys' powers and what they're capable of doing. So it's a really cool story arc. But at the same time, I, I know there's only like two other arcs after this. And I'm kind of hoping it's more of the spirit detective stuff and less of just a tournament. Because if I want to watch tournaments, I can just go watch Dragon Ball Z, which has lots of them. Yeah. I mean, three Budokai Tenchi, three Budokai tournaments in Dragon Ball. Then in Dragon Ball Z, you've got a Budokai tournament that gets interrupted. You've got the Cell games. And then in Super, you've got the, uh, the giant, you've, I mean, you got two tournaments in Super. You've got Beerus versus Champa and then the Tournament of Power. Tournament of Power is so fucking good, though. It is. It's it's excellent. It's a great arc. But it has one of my favorite like transformations in there. Black hair, gray aura. Is that the one? White, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So what we're gonna do on this show is Dan will finally start watching Dragon Ball in the next couple weeks here. 
It's going to be his first watch through, and he's doing it the way I recommended it. He's going to watch the OG series, then he's going to watch Kai, so he gets the Dragon Ball Z experience without all the bullshit. And there's a lot, there's of, a lot of bullshit. There's, there's <laughs> at least 100 episodes that they cut when they cut it down to Kai. You're not missing anything. You're really not. There's a couple little filler things I like, but the only filler thing I would recommend you go out of your way to watch is when Goku and Piccolo get their driver's licenses. We should find that episode when we, when we get to that point. We get to that point, yeah. It's it's before the Cell Games, so right before they start the Cell Games, when they're doing their prep work, we'll, uh, we'll find that episode for you and make sure that you watch it, because it is worth watching. But one other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about before we cut into what you guys have been watching. Uh, I have been rewatching from the beginning Real Monsters, the old Nickelodeon show. Excuse me? Uh, I'm not doing it right now. I, we've been podcasting all day. I, I don't have that in me. <laughs> we have been. Jesus Christ. So I want to quickly do a recap of season one and quickly talk about the stuff that I very much enjoyed in the season. And... Because season one of Real Monsters was a, a really good introductory here. And if if any of you guys out there haven't actually seen this Nicktoon, because I know there's a couple of people who listen to the show who didn't see this show, the concept is pretty simple. You're following three monsters who are attending a school where they learn how to scare humans. And as their world is kind of uncovered, it turns out that they scare humans to, for the survival of their race, and there's rules they have to follow, techniques they have to utilize, and it turns out monsters were a significant part of monster, of, like, American history. They even show an old monster scaring George Washington to get him to cross the Delaware. He wasn't gonna do it. So, it's a really fun show, it's got great voice acting in it, and if you've heard the names Ickis, Crum, and Oblina, that's where those monsters came from. It's a very entertaining show, and in my opinion, it's very underappreciated even for its for its time because it's clever. They throw in some really funny adult lines in there too. Like, there's actually one where the Grumble, their teacher, is teaching them reproduction, how monsters reproduce, and Ickis is giggling like a friggin' idiot, <laughs> and he's even like nervous to to <laughs> go through the lesson. And I got a real kick out of that. But that's the other one. And my favorite episode, which is Where Have All the Monsters Gone? Which is when they actually start to disappear because their world is in peril because they're not scaring enough. And it's like a real dark uh, existential crisis kind of episode. But he's like, do you know why we're here? And Crumb's like, our mothers and fathers loved each other very much. So they... And he gets interrupted immediately, but I was laughing my ass off at that. <laughs> and while I'm watching the show, I found out my buddy Chris Decker over on the A-Show, my wrestling buddy, was watching Rocco's Modern Life with his kids, which is my other favorite Nicktoon, along with Hey Arnold. And holy shit, was that show full of some adult innuendo. So I think when I'm done with this Real Monsters watch, I might do another watch through of Rocco. And for you guys out there that are Nicktoon lovers, I'm going to do some... I'm not sure if they're going to be Chris Ranks, the Universe episodes, or if I'll do this on our YouTube channel and we start doing our top 10 shows. But I'm going to start doing some breakdowns of Doug Rugrats, Real Monsters, Rocco, Hey Arnold... 
Uh, probably touch on Ren and Stimpy as well, even though I don't think that show aged as well. But I'm going to tackle a couple of those out there. So, And uh, we did talk about doing some uh, some top 10 YouTube series of videos that I was going to pitch to you guys, our listeners, and see if you guys would be interested in YouTube content. Because I messaged a couple of people privately and everybody sounded like they're on board. But these top 10 challenges that we do here, we could have a lot of fun making full-blown videos of this instead of just talking about stuff on a podcast and playing segments, we can do whole videos you guys can watch and do voiceovers for it. And I wanted to get the entire CKCC radio crew on board. It sounds like people are up for it. But what could be fun is like, we can do an episode where I list my favorite video games of all time. We can have different hosts do voiceovers and stuff about stuff, but they're still, it's still my video game list. But then we can also do one where it's Dan's video game list. And then, you know, I'm providing voiceovers in different a- aspects, but it's his list. And then we can even get all the hosts together and collectively come up with what are the best video games of all time, objectively. So there's an audience for that, and I think that's something I really want to start promoting in the future here, because I really want us to get our YouTube presence a lot stronger. With that said... We'll move on to our top 10 challenge for this week, which ended up becoming a fiver list, which I take responsibility for because I only came up with five. You guys came up with tens and then you cut half your list to coordinate with me, which you did not have to do. But make me feel like I'm being a I'm being a real jerk here, guys. But uh, this was who actually came up with this, this list, the anime intros and outros. That was Mr. Adrian Cotton, if I believe, correct? Somebody so I'm pretty sure that was Mr. Cotton's list, yeah. But we actually did come up with five apiece. So and there's some honorable mentions on their end, not on mine, but they can tell you what their honorable mentions are. Uh so who would like to go first? I'll go. Okay, Eric. I'll go. So We'll have Eric go first, uh, and then either myself or Dan will go, and then we'll we'll count our list down five, four, three, two, one, with all three of us going for number five and what have you. So I will. This is going to be my honorable mention. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start off with my honorable mention. Uh, I didn't know how I wanted to do this because there's a lot of great anime opening songs right so like attack on titans is good and and and, but i decided to go the nostalgia route or things that always get me like just things that i'm currently pumped for if that makes sense okay so i decided man what what is the one song that i heard as a kid that just got me super pumped like always, and even though it was like a terrible song, I was always fucking pumped. Do it. Let's hear it. I can, yeah, I can kind of hear it. There it is. <laughs> Rock the dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Yep. It's coming through a little sporadically on on your end, but that's all right. I think we get the point across. So, rock the dragon yeah. from Dragon Ball Z. That's my honorable mention. 
You know what? That's uh, fair because I'm I, I'm gonna be. This is an unpopular opinion. I never cared for that song. It was a terrible song. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's garbage, garbage song. It's literally. I mean, they said every single word of the lyrics. That's all, that. That was pretty much it. But I heard that and I knew it was time. I need to watch Dragon Ball. Please, for the love of God, let this be the episode that Goku goes Super Saiyan. Like that's that's all the nostalgia feels that I that I have every time I hear that song. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that is my honorable mention. So I I didn't know if you want me to actually continue on from my list or if, no. Uh, do your number five. Or, or okay, I'll do, do your number five, and then we'll do, we'll switch over to Dan. He can do his honorables. So my number five is from a current anime that I am watching, and it is My Hero Academia. And this song, like the intro, is just so fucking good. There's just something so catchy about this. It's a little hard to hear on my end. And it sounds like it's breaking up a little bit. But what we're trying to do here, guys, is we're trying to uh, screen share on Eric's end so he can actually. uh, Right. So it may not be coming through the best possible quality here. But yes, uh, My Hero Academia, which I have never seen before. It is really good. It's a it's a really good anime. Um, a matter of fact, if I had to tell somebody to start fresh and they just wanted something lighthearted, well, I would tell them to start with my hero, knowing that it is going to get more serious as it goes. But it starts off very lighthearted. It's not. It's no. I'm trying to think of it like a really good starter anime. You know it's what? no Yu Yu Hakusho, right? You know what? I gotta say, now that I'm really into Yu Yu Hakusho, I would say this is a good starter anime for people because it it's it's funny, it's got good action, but it explains everything really well too. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll try what my hero after I'm done with Yu Yu Hakusho. I'll, I'll give my Hero Academia a look. But we'll see. All right, Dan, do you have any honorable mentions before you get to your yeah, number five? I have one. It is Kaze wa Mirai ni Fuku. It is the ending theme from Trigon. 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 Oh, Dan. So good. I have no problem hearing Dan's audio. <laughs> it's actually very loud. <laughs> And it does this little tink dunk ding ding with like a count point. But uh, yeah. Goes through and goes into like, yeah. Well, goddamn. It transitions into that. And it's real <laughs> fun to, in the end credits of episodes. So yeah. Now, is that an anime you've actually seen? Yes, I have seen all of Dragon. It was the first anime I saw. Okay. I have never watched all of Trigon, so maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll go for, I'll go for that as well. 
Perhaps. Perhaps. All right. Kai got real dark real fast. I it starts out almost too light <laughs> in many ways, and then, yeah. So, my number five is, because there are differences between Japanese and American openings for some shows. And this was when I first discovered it. Can you guys hear it? Yep. Eric, you know this one, right? Oh, yeah. It's on my list. <laughs> oh, good. So we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> Chala Head Cha Cha, or Chala, the op- original opening to Dragon Ball Z. So I love the idea of some of these Japanese songs. Like, they've got that... There's a very unique style to them. And... I kind of miss that a lot of that gets lost in translation when these shows come overseas. And I wish we could get more of that. But I always love that song. And this will not be the last time we talk about Dragon Ball Z on my list either. So. <laughs> but it's my favorite it's anime. So it's, of course it's going to be on the list. And knowing that this this is what it could have been, and we got Rock the Dragon. Now, I know it was my my honorable mention, but they fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> because they could have Americanized it. They Americanize a lot of those themes with no problem. Yeah, or they could have or just kept they it. just to keep it. Like, all the shows I said, I, I've seen, they, there's no difference in the opening theme. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it. All right, Eric, what do you got for number four? For number four... No, Are you ready? Number, this is number five. My number five was uh, uh, my hero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric started it. Oh, yeah. so I, I didn't do my number five. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was your number five. five. That was my honorable mention. Oh, okay. I actually thought that was your number five. No. Okay. Are we going back to me real quick? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we have to. All yeah. right. My my number five is the first part. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood opening. It's called Again. Oh, so good. Have you seen Full Metal Alchemist, Dan? Yes, it's my recent watch. So you understand all the jokes. This is a really kick-ass theme. It really is. It's a kick-ass anime. It's my favorite anime of all time. Isn't it just lovely to see animals coming together with people? Yeah, I'm goddamn. That's episode three, by the way. <laughs> Yo, Dan, I remember you texted me and you're like, dude. I was like, yeah. I love this part where it gets faster and it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. And if you want to see Travis Willingham kill his wife in an anime, watch watch this show yo because he brutally murders his his wife the character his wife is playing he brutally murders her it is insane anyway I, that was my number five Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey oh my yeah. god somebody somebody in the comments is gonna complain that Eric's themes are too low and Dan's are too high we're screen sharing this is the best way to do it so I apologize I, my, mine I swear if I turned on any more it would mute 
my YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but like it sounds super loud on my end, which is great for the recording purposes because for for you guys for some behind the scenes noise here, um, the audio is recorded on my end, so anything that they play through that I play through my speakers, including what they're sharing with me, comes through the the desktop audio and gets recorded. So I have Eric no also issue. Also has whatsoever. a weird audio setup on his on his rig. So yeah, uh, yeah. It- it's because I try to like do all the audio to now that I know that this is how we're probably going to end up doing it. I'm going to switch everything back because there's no point in me doing this. This is kind of like, well, the next time we do a challenge list, it'll either be a YouTube video or it won't be audio. So I don't worry about it, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't you take us to your number four? By the way, so that's another one four. on my list was is Full Metal Alchemist because I I know all the jokes and I know a lot of stuff about the show, but I've never really watched it. It's not a long show. No, I know it's not. Uh, I mean, it's so, not like Trigun short or anything like that, but it's not. I didn't think Trigun was that short. Trigun's only like three it, seasons, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, how many episodes? I think I, I watched like over the weekend. Eighty something. I feel like there was 80. I could be wrong. But it, it's not a one-season show, that's for sure. Vash the Stampede. Oh, man, that was a good anime. Uh, so another one that I watched as a kid. and There's 26 uh, episodes. <laughs> 26? No. There's got to be more than 26 episodes. I remember that being, like, super fucking long. But then again, I, I watched it, like, one episode a week. Twenty six episodes, one a week is half a year, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying that that is a perfectly logical reason to like, yeah, to feel that okay. way. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's anyway. that's fine. I felt like it just took fucking forever. Uh, for, so that, that's probably why. All right, uh, so it's a anime that I watched as a kid, and I'm currently rewatching. Actually, we are all well. You and I, Chris, are rewatching, but it's Dan's first time, and that is Pokemon. The very best. Here, Eric, do me a favor, real quick. Hit pause. I got right. you. I got you covered, dude. Oh, you got it. I got it. This way, everybody can hear it. Okay. I wanna be. Oh my god, it's so good. So, Jason Page is the original singer. And there's a video on YouTube where you can actually watch him, watch him sing it in the studio. I'm actually going to turn it down a hair because it's a little loud on my end, too. <laughs> But it's such a good song, and tell me that even if you didn't know anything about Pokemon, you knew this song, right? Everybody knew this song. Now, everybody, you have a homework assignment. Go to YouTube or Spotify, find uh, music artist Jonathan Young, and see his cover of this song. Not only is it amazing, but Jason Page appears in the music video and sings it with him, the original singer. You teach me and I'll teach you. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Even Detective Pikachu sings it as he walks away. Yes, he does. 
<laughs> Dude, I love when they incorporate that stuff into something new. Like, you guys, if you guys seen the new DuckTales, the reboot? I have not, although I should because I love the cast. It's, okay, first of all, it's amazing. It's one of the, it's the best thing Disney's put out since Phineas and Ferb as far as, like, TV goes. I know somebody's going to argue and be like, well, you know, but they did, like, the high school musical stuff and everything, and they did, and I'm like, no, stuff that we would appreciate. Shut up. Sorry, we're guys. Like, I'm not saying that to be rude. High but, school like, musical was the mid-aughts. <laughs> mid to okay. late-aughts. Yeah. All right, so, like, in the reboot, there's a part, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but there's a part where they reveal that there's, like, a lullaby that they sing, and it's the friggin' moon theme from the original NES game. <laughs> they actually incorporate that into the new series, and as soon as I heard that for the first time, I literally sat back and went, this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. Yeah, and the cast is friggin' incredible, too. It's it's hysterical. It's very fast-paced. They di they took inspiration from... Oh, God, I'm going to blank on the name of this. Eric, help me with this. They did a show where Donald had Huey, Dewey, and Louie, where they were, like, like preteens instead of, like, little kids. Like Squad or something like that? Quack Pack. Quack. Yes, yes. They did a show like that. I never really watched it, but I would see it in passing. And they actually made a conscious effort to give the the triplets individual personalities. This show actually does it because it's freaking Danny Pudi, uh, John Ralphio. What's his? What the hell's his? The actor's name? Ben Schwartz. <laughs> you can call him John Ralphio. Yeah, Ben Schwartz. <laughs> ben Schwartz and Bobby Moynihan is Louie. By the by way, the way, Ben Schwartz is in Modoc. Modoc. By the way, I watched it last week. Nice. So good. It's so good. <laughs> Modoc. Oh, man, I need to watch it. Okay, I need to watch it. I haven't seen that. It's ten episodes, so if you got three hours. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, when you watch this new DuckTales, listen to Dewey's lines and tell me that there's not John Ralphio hints in there. <laughs> you won't be able to unhear it. It's not like when you're listening to Huey's lines and you're like, that's not Abed, that's Huey. But no, you don't get that with John Ralphio. <laughs> you don't get that at all. You can't turn that off. You just can't. They do such a good job with it. Please watch it. All right. That was a lot to get from off of the Pokemon theme song. But uh, <laughs> that that may or may not be showing up again on the list. But let's let's let. Uh, well, uh, we well, I actually would go next here anyway. All right. So. I'm just going to hit the button and let it start. Here we go. I never understood that thing. I never understood that whole thing where it's like, if you're a guy, you can't watch Sailor Moon without being a pervert. Show's actually really good. It's kind of a... It's kind of a little repetitive, though. You know what Sailor Moon always gave me vibes of? Sailor Power Moon? Rangers? Yes. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's where you were going with that. Power Rangers. Because, because it has the same transformation scene in every episode. At the same length. Only sometimes occasionally cut for time. And it's a Monster of the Day episode series. Oh, yeah. That's totally. It's totally so Power Rangers. Tuxedo Mask. Yes, is Tommy Oliver. <laughs> Green Ranger. The show's actually really good, though, and really funny. 
But I understand the, I understand that some guys were probably perverts fawning over the girls, but I don't know. I was never a guy who did that for anime girls at any point in my life, so I really don't know. I, I really don't. I guess I just don't have comments for that. Like, I guess I can see it, but it so wasn't you meet me. Winry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me, but like, I guess I can understand why people did that. So, I mean, this is this is coming from a guy who who also has a crush on Harley Quinn, but not like a physical attraction crush. A uh, yeah, that chick's pretty awesome. I don't know. People can do whatever they want. If it's not actually harming anybody, I don't really care. Just enjoy your time on Rule 34. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but the Sailor Moon theme song was pretty friggin' kick-ass. And a uh, shout-out to my friend Megan that I worked with at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, this is different from my other friends' Megans, because I have several Megan friends. This is in M-E-A-G-H-A-N, Megan. But her uh, Animal Crossing Island has the Sailor Moon theme, and I love it. Cool. All right, that's my number Another four, though. Tsunami. Another Toonami. Another Toonami, yes. All right. All right so, my number four? Dan's number uh, four. Let me right. switch over. Switch over to me. It is the real folk blues, the ending of Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I literally just was focusing so much on the intro. You forgot that it was an intro outro game. Yeah. So are you going to also say yeah. that Cowboy Bebop was short because it was 26 episodes? Right. Cowboy Bebop was short because I binged that shit. <laughs> it also comes out of nowhere. Like It's kind of like... By the way, next episode is the last episode. You're like, what? <laughs> it was just getting good. All right, Firefly. Oh, yeah, you guys just just getting into a plot that went together. Episode by episode. Oh, because it's like a, a, it's a bring down. Like, you watch the show. It's over. You know, opening gets you hyped. Ender, you gotta bring it back down. That's that. Yeah, it's good. Cowboy Bebop is good. We will be talking about that again. Yes, we will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Eric, number three. Number three, Eric. Number three. I uh, I put the link in there, so I got it because I, I have a feeling. I got, got you. Uh, I got you, fam. I got you. So I had to include this. Yeah, you're a big Naruto guy. Oh yeah, this is another anime. You heard this? And you just had to run through the TV. This is pretty funky, actually. Okay, I dig this. And it gives it, it does like uh, I don't know the, the whole intro of them just jumping around and you get to see all the main characters and everything jumping around in front of the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the logo. Here are the Is main. Is he doing characters. the Naruto run? Uh, no, not in that. Though he does from, do it a lot from in the, the show. 2009 raid on Area 51, which never happened. Yo. The 2019 <laughs> raid. So 
<laughs> so here's a here's a question because I know Naruto is a very long running series. How many different intros and outros did it have? Oh, a lot. I think like twenty. Jesus, Christ. there's shows and, and, where every season's different. And yeah, no, a different and outro. that drives me nuts sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they change it mid season. Yeah. I think there was one where it was super short because nobody liked it, so they just changed it mid-season. There's and a, then, uh, I think, Flamel Alchemist. There's like a see a new season starts and it has the same outro for the first two episodes as the previous season, and then it changed. Dude, you know what drove me nuts, Eric? Dragon Ball Super has two intros and like eight outros. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Because you watched that, yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. And the two intros are really good, but then there's and then there's that one outro that's about food. Do you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> oh man! And then I'm know, just like, where the hell is this coming from? <laughs> At least they didn't change it as often. Like they were so good. I think I, I'm so used to like the animes that that's how they introduce a new season. They yeah. just change the song. And that that's like your your audio representation of this is now season whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then you miss the old song and then you hate the new song and then you correlate the new song being bad. So you think this season's bad. And sometimes and then you eventually uh, and then you eventually love it all anyway. And then they change it on you. Because I feel like the moment you're like, you know what? I actually like this. I dig this. The next fucking episode's a new goddamn song. That's like dealing with getting new doctors in Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this new aesthetic. I don't like this new characterization. And then eventually start loving it. And then then they announce that next season's their last season. And you're like, (laughs) Why? Dude, going through doctors is like going through going through bonds. They only have X amount before you know they're done anyway. Usually it's three seasons. Yeah, because the filming schedule is so demanding that they're always done after the third season. They're like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, it's because it's because they're British actors used to the way British shows go, and for them, that show is super hectic. Or for an American actor, that show would probably be a vacation. Uh, depends on the show. Cause I know like, like American sitcoms are literally like a week, a week of film, like a week of filming or like, it's like a day of filming and a week of practice. And then you have like Game of Thrones, (laughs) which you know that that's like, that took months to shoot that one battle in that one episode. So I, I I like how they spent so much time filming that battle. And then I, I, felt <laughs> I like didn't even specify like, which battle, and I'm, and I'm like, "Yup, yes, they did," because <laughs> <laughs> that's how they worked on that show. <laughs> oh my god, we got to get a, we got to get some Game of Thrones centric episodes going here eventually, especially because uh, we got to get Dan to sit down and watch that. Because our friend Brian, our our loyal patron friend here, our buddy Mancubus, really wants to come on the show and talk Game of Thrones. And I know that Chris Decker would love that because he's read all the books and everything, too, and he knows the lore. So we could have a really fun Game of Thrones episode. I feel like it will be great, but will not end well, just like the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan, just for the record, if you do start watching Game of Thrones, uh, it has a very Sopranos-style ending. It's going to piss you off. Sopranos ending did not piss me off. 
Your mileage might vary then. <laughs> but I know it's one of those issues where the show got ahead of the books and then they had to do like the last three, four seasons just making shit up. They had like the general outline of where George R. R. Martin wanted to go and then they worked with it. Yeah. <laughs> they could have just taken a hiatus. I feel like they like should have just taken a hiatus. Starts up while the manga is still ongoing. Freeze us up. This- Freeze us up. All of a sudden, the man, all of a sudden, the show is now caught up with the manga. How does that happen, by the way? You only have to draw like three frames for a fucking manga, and you have to like draw out everything on an anime, and somehow the anime catches up to the manga? Do they? I mean, outside of Pokemon. <laughs> Like I said, like I said, Cell Saga of Dragon Ball Kai ends after ends like just shy of of a hundred episodes, but by by that series, you're still on like Frieza versus Goku, and you're just like, oh my god, do something. That's the you other know, thing too is Kai cuts out the entire Garlic Junior Saga, and that's like twelve episodes right there, and the that saga sucked. It did, but it was. I, I found it to be memorable. You know what I thought they were going to do was when they entered the time chamber, I thought, oh, here we go. Another 18 episodes in the fucking time chamber. And I wasn't far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too. I'm just like, good God. They're going to abuse the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's Naruto. Who are we on now, me? Number three? Yeah, you're number three. My number three. Okay. So, do you remember... Uh, well, I remember... Let me see if I can actually do this uh, justice here. So, when Dragon Ball Super first debuted... It sounded a little something like this. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And I'm like, this is one of the greatest intros ever. They can't possibly get better than this. And then it did. Dude, this is by far the best intro to the Super. It's the best intro to Dragon Ball, period. Limit Break X Survivor. It's so good. And even the American version works. Yeah. I can't get no satisfaction. They channeled in their Rolling Stones for this. I just, such a good, and then the, the, just the scene, the opening scene, the music is perfect, and the scene, the scenery behind it, it's so colorful, and just full, like all those characters. It sounds kick-ass. Boo in the Tournament of Power. That would have been a completely different tournament. Yeah. Because, like, I, for some weird reason... Piss me off. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is exactly what would have happened. Boo would have won the tournament, and he would have wanted candy, and then everybody would have just been right. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what would have happened. <laughs> like, well, that's I want it. candy, bubblegum. Damn it. 
which one of you has been playing I want candy all day long? Because now I got it stuck in my head. And the only way I can get it out is if I remove it with a bullet. What's she eating oh, there? God, I love Carl. Don't never you freaking mind, Fry Man. Speaking of, so that's another thing, like, you know, people shit on New Jersey all the time, but Kevin Smith movies, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Real Monsters, The Sopranos, you guys got to back off on New Jersey. Jersey gives you guys quality stuff. WandaVision, hello? Guys got to back off New Jersey, man. We gave you good stuff. You know what? Go pick on Alabama, all right? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Except for my number three. Number three, Dan. Number three. Number three. It is the opening theme from Cowboy Bebop. Ah, there it is. (laughs) Tank! There it is. We all knew this was going to be on the list. Oh my god, I love this. This isn't just like a great anime intro. This is a great intro, period. Okay. When I first heard this, I was just like, maybe I could play the bass. Right? <laughs> like, I wanted to play the bass. <laughs> because it's it's film noir, right? Yeah. It's it's a film noir sound. It looks like film noir. And it's just it's a literal it's like, bebop. It's like an anime James Bond music. Oh my god. It's Dude, it's amazing. If I remember correctly, when I, in my little tournaments group on Facebook, when we did our best TV intros, this actually did really well in the tournament. This and the Pokemon theme did really well in the tournament. As if there was a question as to why. Here comes a little weird part with the, with the trumpet at the end. Yeah, I played the trumpet in high school. We we do weird shit. <laughs> See, Eric, you could have gotten part of that down. <laughs> you could play that, right? Five bit of sax. Oh Not nah, now, I can't. It's I don't the, remember how to fucking play the trumpet. It's the freaking best. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, well, now we got Toonami, man. Like, yeah. Toonami just had that shit down. They fucking knew exactly what to do, and they fucking did it well. Whoever whoever decided, hey, let's grab these animes and just put them on com oh, like Comedy Central on Cartoon Network deserves a fucking award. You know, I actually really liked Inuyasha. I used to watch that a lot on Adult Swim. That was a really fun show, and yes, I never finished it though. That's another one I need to go back and watch. I was having a lot of fun with that one. I feel like that one's forever long. But then again, I was only watching it like a, a few episodes a week. So. Right. All right. So but you can only handle so much of Kagome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus Christ. Just fuck already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go back to you. But my number two. Very nostalgia like. And of course, you already know it. I, we already talked about it. Yeah, but let's it's play just, it anyway. It's so good. Let's fucking play it again. Chala head chala. So I remember growing up. 
and um, my friend had a satellite dish, and he had to- like it was called Tokyo TV, and he was like watching these episodes while they were airing in Japan, and I thought it was the coolest shit, and it was subtitled too, so like so you actually could watch it, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. I'm over here waiting for Goku to go Super Saiyan and it's speaking new English. And, and this guy's he watching him turn Super Saiyan 3? It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> well, this they is some so bullshit right here. I remember, I remember like reading, I think it feels like a year waiting a year for Goku to go Super Saiyan I went over to my friend's house and I watched Gotenks go Super Saiyan 3 Goku go Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta wipe out in an entire stage and get some weird M on his head right like I watched all this amazing shit within a week and I'm just like oh man all right uh, and then you're watching cool. Then like, you're the watching fuck? you're watching Piccolo try to raise Gohan in the forest. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. This is oh, not that fair. was the worst. This is not that was fair. the worst. I'm not sure if you remember this or not. Or, or, or maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but I I swear to you, they literally got up to the episode where I mean spoilers Frieza explodes someone. Okay? So you knew what was happening. And then they showed you next time on Dragon Ball Z. They showed you that. And then they started over at Raditz. <laughs> Dude, I threw a fucking fit. I was like, bullshit. You are not going to start over from the beginning. That's the farmer. Why are they showing the farmer again? <laughs> Oh my god, I was so mad. I, eventually, that was the final time, though. They did end up going from the beginning all the way to Super Saiyan. But they literally played the the episode before. They showed the preview, and then they started from the beginning. Motherfuckers. They just playing with our, our hearts, man. Playing with our hearts. They knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, who next? Door number two. Yeah, so we're, we're we're in that territory where we're already talking about stuff. So, <laughs> we've already talked about it. Because the yeah. these are so good. I'm again, not surprised at it's all. Not, it's again, it's not just one of the best anime intros. It's a great intro. Period. If you know nothing else or about Pokemon, you know what a friggin' bop the American theme song is. Yeah. I don't and know what the Japanese one is. You know... Oh, you don't know? Oh, I don't know what the Japanese intro is. It's also really good. Wow, we didn't get any of that. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> it just feels wrong, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you seen the Japanese intro for the X-Men show from the 90s? Oh, my God. No. Is it good? Or is it, oh, my God, bad? It's, it's crazy. We'll, we'll check it out after we do this. Uh, 
I, I would say. Or you can do it right now. We talked about it, but uh, Japanese X Men intro. The intro. It's it's this. It's the same show as we watched, but in Japan. They had this insane intro. We had a really cool intro. This one's insanity. I thought our you know what I thought was pretty ass. cool. It sounds pretty cool. Look at this completely different art than the show has. They're fighting the brood. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be so mad. They're going to be like, God damn it. We're... This is not translating well on an audio podcast. Guys, go to... So you guys can actually find this on YouTube. Yeah. Go to... Look up X-Men Japanese intro. The video itself is X-Men OP1 and 2 JPN. It's a 3 minute 30 second video and it's on a channel called Gordon Len. Should be one of the first things that comes up when you search for it. Dude, look, Omega Red's in like two episodes and he's in the intro. He, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not playing the whole I want to see thing, the but... Japanese version of the X-Men. Anyway, I always thought found it so interesting that we were obsessed with like Japanese anime and they were obsessed with our like art style. Right? I always thought that was wild. That Western art style. Like, how does that happen? And like, well, it's like it's like you know, watching these animes, it's everyone is a white American, but they have Japanese eyes. When you guys watch a a cartoon and they change the art style, does it turn you off from the cartoon? Um, you know, like I know it's I know it's technically a different show altogether, but like if you were a fan of Teen Titans and you attempt to watch Teen Titans Go, and it's that weird. I don't even watch Teen Titans Go because it's so aesthetically displeasing. Okay, yeah, so there you go. That's an example. Like, yeah. Like that new Rugrats that's coming out where it's computer animated. I don't like it. I need this, it, the, this scratchy crap from Class Geek Supo, man. It's yeah. one thing to tweak, right? Like, South Park tweaked. Yes, but it was but still, still basically, yes. basically the same. Simpsons and Family Guy went to HD. Yeah. But to go, yeah, completely, like, one direction like can you imagine if the simpsons decided to go like eh, to look 3d animated like reboot you ever you ever watch the show reboot hell yeah that's a it, good ass show by the way they did but, a like, 3d thing in a house of horror yeah but would you watch uh, like no, if that was the normal awful. thing because yellow people look awful in a 3d environment <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, anyway, no, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. All right, what's uh, what's Dan's number two? My number two is the opening from Trigun. <laughs> like this is cool. The crazy guitars, and the second guitar comes in, and then when the the letters start coming up, oh my god, ready? Yeah. That shit. Chris, you ever watched the show? Not the whole way through now. T-R-I-G-U-N. So the whole premise is like this guy. They call him the human stampede. 
and he leaves like destruction everywhere he goes. But it's never his fault. Oh bullshit! Yeah, the conceit <laughs> is the very beginning is that there's people looking to kill him, and then there's these two people from an insurance agency that are looking to insure the damage he that he makes. Yeah. So. Basically, what they're trying to do is say, like, if if your damage is caused by this person, they're not going to, like, they're they're trying to say like the insurance co- uh, policy does not cover Vastus Stampede, so they're following him because if he's the one who destroys it, they're not going to cover it, but he's not the one who destroys any of it. Like, it's never. I saw him. everybody going overboard trying to kill him to get the double dollar bounty on his head. Yeah, there's like uh, what was a million dollars or something like that, or double dollars, double dollars. It even it says it shows it earlier in the thing. When was it? Was it earlier? Anyway, yeah, it's a lot. Basically, there's a bounty on his head. <laughs> everybody wants that money because everybody's fucking poor. Sixty billion double dollars. Yes. So he's worth Jesus. a lot, which everybody wants to like kill him. And they will do anything possible to get that money. And they destroy whole towns doing it. Yeah. Well, dude, to to equate this back to me watching Yu Yu Hakusho, there's that guy Sakio in the Dark Tournament, right? The human, and he was betting all this money for the Tagoro brothers, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet my entire, my literally my entire fortune on Yusuke Yakum. You know, you. He's just like Yusuke. Yeah. yeah, he's just like no, like you can't bet it on Yurameshi. That's that's ridiculous. He'll. And then he ends up bankrupting all these other billionaires, and at the end, his fortune's worth like sixty-six trillion. And now he's betting all that in this dark tournament to basically, because if he's got enough power, he can open up the demon tunnel and have a permanent tunnel where demons can come and go as they please. And it's like, you son of a bitch! You're like, this guy's just a greedy asshole for money. And they're like, no, he's fucking evil. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I don't know where these animes come up with these ridiculous numbers that are just like outrageous sums of money, but <laughs> you, you say outrageous sums of money. That's literally like the world's uh, debt. <laughs> oh yeah, well, sixty billion is also like not even close to being Jeff Bezos. So I guess it's you are, yeah. But Jeff great. Bezos just tried just tried buying uh, uh, MGM. No, I he think he succeeded. He did. I think okay. he bought it. Yeah, I think he did. So Amazon now owns Metro Goldwyn Meyer. Yeah, How about that? that's crazy. Can't wait for all those MGM movies to be. Yeah, that's what my, my friends like. If it doesn't Prime. end up with every James Bond movie free on Prime, then <laughs> fucking point. Well, do you, I, I remember I saw the thing where it's like, where it's like, so when is Disney going to acquire Nintendo, McDonald's, the WWE, and Warner Brothers? It's like that's like who's next on Nintendo's list? It's like well. Kind of got a point, so... All right, guys, it's time for our number ones. All right, is Eric. It, is it time for our number ones? Are you ready? I'm ready for Eric's number one anime theme. Okay, so... I don't think anybody really saw this coming, and I didn't see it coming, but it's so good, and I, like... Yeah, send me that anime, link so I can play it. The anime is so perfect. The animation style is great. The power-up system, or la- like lack of power-up system, I guess, is it, it, it's so good, and you really need to see it. 
This is Kimetsu no Yaba from Demon Slayer. Damn, this is good. I think I've heard this. I have heard this before. I have definitely heard this song before. And I... Yeah, I, mean, I take it that you guys never seen the anime. I have never seen Demon Slayer, now. Here goes. Wait for the fucking kick. There's like a <laughs> pop in, in there. Just, just... Oh, it's leading up to it. Yep. Jesus Christ. Dude. Okay, so a, a lot of these scenes have made me want to go watch the show, but I really want to watch the show just to hear more of the song. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's good. My number one. Yeah, I I get it. <laughs> I get it. I absolutely get it. All right. Well, we'll run through my number one real quick because we already heard it. <laughs> Again, still, it's still good. That fucking bass. It's the best anime theme I've ever heard in my life. So we won't, we won't, we won't chew our food twice Three, here. Three, two, one. All right, but I need to hear uh, Dan's number one because I think he told me it was from a show he's never seen before. I never even seen the show. But it's a meme, so I know it exists, plus it's a really good song. The song is a real song performed by the band Yes. The song is called Roundabout. It's from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1. Yes! (laughs) I did not see that coming. How about that bass work on that song, this song, bro? Yeah. That's all bass. And the lead guitarist has to play two different guitars to do the intro and outro from the rest of the song. I have never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so I don't even know what it's about. It's ridiculous. And that's what makes it great. I really want to watch One Punch Man. Because I like ridiculous stuff like that. This, I'm trying to think of like the ridiculousness of this. It's kind of close. No, I can't. I can't really say that. It, it, but it's close to Aqua Team. It's a nice anime Aqua Team action adventure. <laughs> Alright, you don't have to sell it that hard, dude. You knew I would watch something like that. <laughs> anime Aqua Team? Um, yes? But don't get me wrong. That's a terrible description, but it's also a pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I popped me. I'm I'm down. So, well, Eric, as our resident uh, audio, 
<laughs> audio editor, uh, have fun with this portion of the show when you're editing it. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Probably, but I got faith uh, in you. I, I'm literally just going to try to even it out so everything is at least the same volume. I don't know if I'm going to be... If, if my audio is as bad as you said it was, I probably I can't do anything about it. But. You're going to just throw in sound clips underneath us talking so, and just edit them in. Be like, nope, that's it. You're going you're gonna to hear it one way or the other. I'll edit myself in going, ah, I'll be real with you. kind of sucks. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that because that that was a lot of fun to to research through. So I just want to let you guys know something when it came to anime intros. I thought I was going to struggle with this, right? But the reason I thought I was going to struggle is because I thought I was going to come up with too many themes that are like, this is too kick-ass, I can't. I watched a video on YouTube. It was the 100 greatest anime introductions of all time. I watched the entire video and I'm like, I liked none of those. So eventually I just went with the stuff that I knew. Not that anything was inherently bad, but nothing, like, stood out to me as, oh my god, this has to be on the list. And now I'm listening to what you guys chose, and I don't think, remember listening to any of that. So, whoever made that video, now granted, there's also, like, 70 different videos like that, and I only picked one. So I could have just easily picked somebody whose opinions of music don't gel with mine. But I was like, eh, nah, nah. Just nah. Just nah. <laughs> but I do want to ask, where is a good source to watch dubbed anime online? Is it, should I, uh, should I sign up for Funimation? Should I sign up for Crunchyroll? Um, Crunchyroll got bought out by Sony. Okay. And I have opinions on that. Okay. Funimation, I feel like, is totally worth it. But it's... Okay, so here's the things that you have on Funimation, right? Um, you got Fire Force, which I just finished watching, which is fucking fantastic. I think you'd like that. You got Demon Slayer on there. You got your Dragon Ball on there. Um, so you got, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z. By the way, all, all dub versions, too, because, like, all, almost all of Dragon Ball stuff is on, like, Hulu, but it's all sub. Yeah. Yes. Which is... Like, I could find it subbed without commercials, so I don't even understand. But anyway, uh, so it is all dubbed. It is great. There's a lot of things on there that are just missing. Like, animes that you want to watch. I'm trying to think of, like, a good one. Um, hmm. Well, I recently sent Chris on a wild goose chase. It is still not come up with... I'm trying to see all of Lupin the Third, but that one's a little hard. That one's a little hard uh, for me to acquire. It's also uh, from like the '60s. <laughs> well, that's because there's a lot of different ways of trying to find like what what the official episode thing is, like the official episode title, and like. Because but... also, like the, the first season of it is called Lupin the Third, the first, and you're just like, what the fuck. <laughs> those weird titles like that <clears throat> okay so here's a, another like a, a good example jojo's not going to be on there so if you wanted to watch jojo's i'm not sure what it's on and i've been looking for that as well so it doesn't cover everything it just covers whatever funimation happens to have which is a lot but it's not everything 
Well, you're never going to find, like, every everything. I mean, even between all the streaming services that I either have or have access to, because, like, my wife or another member of the family has it and we all share with each other, you know, between Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney+, Plus, Peacock, I still don't have everything I want. You know what I mean? I just, you just, you're not going to get everything you want. I just think that's a thing that we have to be realistic with when it comes to streaming stuff. That's why I wish that there was, that's why I'm hoping that one day, uh, this actually might be true. I don't know if you guys heard this, but I, I read this theory online and I think it holds some, some ground to it. And maybe you guys will agree or disagree or whatever. But I've heard that the main reason a lot of companies are coming up with their own streaming services to create isn't necessarily like a monopoly game kind of thing like for them it's actually so that they'll get bought out by these larger companies like that's a big theory people have with paramount plus is paramount plus literally acquired a bunch of stuff to put it together because they're hoping one of these other services is going to buy them and then acquire the rights to it because they're already a takeover of CBS All Access. Yes, they are. <laughs> but if you think <laughs> about it, doesn't it kind of make sense, though? Because you've got Disney buying Hulu and ESPN Plus and doing that, that package deal, which I have. Yep, that's true. Well, the thing about Paramount Plus is that ABC, or not ABC, um, <clears throat> AT&T owns it already. Like, they don't need it. They already have HBO, uh, uh, the HBO stuff. Well, they're probably hoping for some kind of a merger. There's a there's a couple of theories about that. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's just a wild theory. And hey, come by us. We already have all of our stuff already digitized, ready to be put on your service at the flip of a switch. I, I just think it's funny that like cable was losing out so much that nobody watches cable television anymore. They all cut the cord and we're all streaming stuff because we didn't want to pay for cable television. But now we're paying so much for these streaming services that it defeated the point. No, but it did it's not. still better. Still, anyway. We're still saving waste. We're saving a lot of money. It's just that now you have multiple things taking $10 out of your thing instead of one thing taking $200 out of your thing. Oh, yeah. We definitely – we're definitely still – with the Dude, stuff that I actually sw- pay for. We switched our internet provider – got rid of cable altogether and the internet switched to internet between the internet, which is one gig and all the services were still at less than half of what we were paying for just cable. Really? Yeah. Same dude. And I'm actually going to save even more if I take this T-Mobile deal, which Eric, oh, you had, I, you're the one that turned the one me on to that. About? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah T-Mobile welcome. does crazy shit. They're like, Oh, by the way, Here's a free year of MLB baseball of the app. <laughs> okay, so get any baseball game you want to watch. <laughs> well, I I know. So you you know what else is funny? I've got the two monitor setup now, but I also have an iPad now. So I can't tell you how much I will now if I'm like working on something, but I want to watch something. I'll actually put it on the iPad so I can utilize my two monitor setup to have like my Word document open on one screen, and then, like, an internet browser on the other, but I'm still watching stuff on my iPad. Because, you, you also know. have a TV set up nearby, because, like, so do I. Like, I have two monitors and a TV at, well, at this area. the TV 
has the fire stick, and I'm not really digging the fire stick. I think we're going to get rid of it and get another Roku. But the TV is mostly for the Raspberry Pi and the PlayStation 4. And if I'm Mm. playing something, unless I'm streaming it too, I'm not paying attention to the computer and the TV. So... But the other thing is that, I mean, what I'll, what I'll do, though, is, like, if I'm doing something on the computer and my wife wants to hang out and watch TV, we'll put something on on the TV that we can both watch while I'm working. Like, that was a big thing I was doing when I was working on the website. When I was putting a lot of that stuff together, she came up here and we put on something she wanted to watch on the TV and then we just hung out. So I was working, but we were also watching stuff. I mean, it really just depends on what your setup is. But so I still have my screen share open with you guys, so I can still share some audio with you. And as far as like challenges and stuff go and putting stuff on the YouTubes, uh, I really want to start doing YouTube content. And one thing I wanted to do was your favorite themes from video games. Period. Your favorite songs out of video games. Not boss themes or just themes, period. And when I think of stuff that I really like, like, when you guys were playing video games, did you, like, have, like, a theme from your childhood that you'd play it and it brought back memories for you? That noise that you just made? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Dude... I heard that and I immediately got, oh, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But doesn't it just take you back in time and you're just like, oh, yes. Yes and no. For whatever fucking reason, Super Mario 3 was probably the hardest Mario game for me. But it was so much fun. You know why Mario 3? I got way way farther in Mario 3 than I ever got in Mario 1. You know, I know why Mario 3 was so friggin' hard. And you know it, too. No save feature. Mario World, you saved your progress. Mario 64, you saved your progress. Mario 3? Nah, you were playing from World 1 to Koopa's Castle on one on one save file. You weren't saving, you weren't taking breaks. That's why Mario All-Stars was such a brilliant game. Because when Mario All-Stars came out, you could save your progress. Now, you could... For the OG games, you can only start at the beginning of the world, but once you made it to World 8, you were there with all of your acquired items. So you were good to go. You died. You lost your lives. You just quit out, started again, and tried again. But original Nintendo Mario 3, unless you're using emulator save states, you're doing that on... It's like playing an arcade game. You're doing that on one quarter, bub. That was it's rough. <clears throat> so oh, God. what? I, I see what you're about to play. Yeah, you, you see what I'm about to play. <laughs> <laughs> Another <sighs> Great memories and terrible memories. Great memories and terrible memories. Because it's fun, but it's really hard. Really hard. It's also really fun. Not if you and hit also, the co- not if you use Konami the Konami code. code. Konami code. You need the Konami code, yeah. Dude, there were so many great...
themes from these old NES games that just, like... I, I hate when it starts in the middle of the video. I mean, yeah, this is memorable, but, like, to me, the Castlevania song is Symphony of the Night now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Am I wrong, Dan? Am I wrong? Bring, 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 bring. Which I also, you gotta, there's also those theme songs in video games where you have to put in the sound effects of you playing. Oh, like, yeah. Hold on. You do the overworld theme from Mario. You have to do the whoop, whoop. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Did I just see an orchestra version? Even, like, the main venue music for Tiffany of the Night is just like, holy shit. That's so cool. That's so man. This is, this is Castlevania. This will be the third time we played this song this month. <laughs> yeah, and right? it's still fucking good. Right? It's still fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah, these I, are... I said it once, and I'll say it again. I can't... I, I'll want... Uh, not system. What the fuck? Avenged Sevenfold to make a cover for Castlevania. I feel like they'd be the perfect band. Because yeah, they 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 already have that sound. They do, dude. One of my favorite things of all time when it comes to Avenge Sevenfold <clears throat> is the opening guitar rift of Hail to the King. It's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Listen to that guitar and tell me that's not friggin' badass. Tell me this doesn't sound perfect for fucking Castlevania. God damn it. Hail to the king! Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's... You walk into Dracula's chamber and you start hearing that shit, you know it's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, you ever see the meme where it's the guy in like his apartment staircase and there's a first aid kit at the bottom? He goes, My video game training has prepared me for what's about to come. There's a boss around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) When you just knew that, like. Dude, I could play video game themes all day and just go nuts with it. It's not as like heavy as these, but it's still fun. Um, Yoshi's Island. The the music? Yeah, yeah. No, you're. I, th- I think you're right about that. That is actually pretty funky. Spending so much time saving, it's just that and the, his fucking crying. Yeah, yeah. All you need is yeah that in the background the entire time. So of course, I have to I have to play this for Eric. It's the the orchestral version of the Dark World theme from Link to the Past they put in Smash Brothers. Because I know you love this song so much. I do. 
I just want to go. You like? I would go to an orchestra if they just kind of play video game music all day. They do. They yeah. have. Oh, they have video those. games live. Video games live. Yeah. What? Have I been missing out? I feel like even this version out. is good. Why is it so good? Dude, Zelda themes. I mean, Zelda themes alone are just crazy good too. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this now before we get really out of control or get some kind of where you get sued or something because I could do this all freaking day. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like on YouTube, you can play you can play stuff as like for like review purposes and commentary purposes legally, but we have to talk over the music, so. Uh, I, I, I kind of yeah, hate it, but at the same time, I also like... I get it. I get I it. Get yeah. And the, I guess it's also different if you're performing. Like, if you're the one actually playing the music, you can play whatever. Right, but I'm not doing that for a bunch of things that we want to do. Like, And I know there's like the eight, the eight second rule and everything, so... Well, let's be real. We can't. We can't play any of the shit that we just <laughs> played. I can't. If we, I can't play Baba Black Sheep. All right, so <laughs> just let's be honest here. I'm not playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So when I had my old keyboard, I gave it away to my friend Chris Decker. When I had my old keyboard, though, there was a couple of things that I actually self taught, but it wasn't like. Like I could just play the main chord of the song. I had wasn't like sophisticated enough to play all the back chords and everything and two hand that shit. But I taught myself a lot of Christmas carols. That was a big thing that I was really, really. I was actually pretty good at just like listening and just feeling it out the music because I was never a big music reader. I can kind of read music, but never like enough to to go nuts with it. But the big talent I always wanted was I always wanted the ability to sing well. Because if I could sing well, I would sing all the time. I would I would be the lead singer of a band, and I would just have so much fun with that shit. And I would literally sing anything that I could get my vocal range could cover. Because I just I just would enjoy doing it. Period. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <clears throat> hey, your vocal range can probably do this. Cool. I'm gonna learn it. Like that's exactly what it would take to to convince me. So, we, uh, we don't have much else to really, uh, to talk about here, but I believe Dan just watched a movie for the first time. Uh, literally, we were, like, we had some, uh, timing issues with Chris and Eric both having issues the next few days. So, we're like, are we going to record tonight, then? And then it was like, yeah, okay, maybe it's 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And I was like, that gives me exactly enough time to eat dinner and watch Joker. That's right, because you got the HBO Max now. Yeah, so I watched Joker. Oh, my God, so we get to talk about it. Yes. So please give us your thoughts, Daniel. Um, I think it takes a little long to get where it's going, actually. It's kind of like... um. It's a wonderful life in that way. Like, we don't have to shit on the guy for as long for us to realize that his life is shit. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they did that on purpose. 
but I I do agree that it was drawn out a lot. There were some great fucking moments though. But then Tell like me- the the whole the mid the mid reveal like no 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 your life is shitty because your mom's life was shitty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like holy shit. Yeah. That reveal is fucking great. Oh, your mom's what, fault. What did you think of the moment he was walking away from the police officers and walked right into a glass door? <laughs> <laughs> did that not seem like a comical Joker that moment? Was, that was it's X only. <laughs> <laughs> that was really, uh, that was probably the funniest moment. Oh, and then there's the whole the beautiful mind moment. When he had when he fought, when he has the full breakdown and he goes to his girlfriend's apartment and she's like, The fuck are you? And he's like, Oh my god, the entire thing is made up. The only thing they ever did was was in the elevator. When her kid that was one annoying. Yep. The, everything that's happened since then did not actually happen. Well that that's the whole thing, right? Like the whole movie was just like well, how much of it is real? How much of that actually happened? Like you you don't know because you were looking like the whole movie was looking through his eyes. So you were looking at it the way he was experiencing the world. That's part of the brilliance of the movie though. Highest rated that- or highest uh, grossing R-rated movie of all time. Oh, so it's so good. And then that whole scene when he shoots the guy, uh, all the you know the guys in the train station. Mm-hmm. Like, so did they actually attack him, or because that you were experiencing what the Joker is experiencing, right? Did they actually attack him, or did they kind of fumble over him? Because they were drunk jerks. Yeah, it could have just been a couple of drunk guys and they hit him by mistake and he fucking went off. You just never know. Well, with the way things going, I would say he's probably justified on the first first one, but they're tracking the guy down. (laughs) Jacking the guy down, no. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The, The first one, I was just like, I'll allow it, but (laughs) 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 oh man, I'll allow it. It (laughs) That moment with uh, I'm not going to say I understand, but I understand. (laughs) It's just like yeah, like that moment, like the whole uh, uh, like the whole the whole idea behind the John Wick movies, right? Is like, look, I'm not saying that. That he's completely justified going off and just flat out murdering people in in all these ways because they killed his puppy. But I totally get it. And I'm like, that yeah, yeah, I get it. That John Mulaney special was just like, oh, OK. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, what does that say about us? Don't fuck with my cats. So like, that's, that's that's what that says about me. Oh, not not the whole like John Wick thing, but like that the fact that we just agree with like we understand. <laughs> yeah, 
You know why? Because we all worked jobs with people where we had to deal with people. That's how we understand. Yeah, that is 100%. You know what? Everyone should have to work some kind of service job yes. in some way. I believe it. Whether that's uh, doing McDonald's or uh, anything. McDonald's over Burger King because Burger King is his trash. I love my friend worked at Burger King, and my favorite thing was when people would, would call him a dumb burger flipper, and he's like, no, we do not flip burgers at Burger King. As a matter of fact, we do less. They put it on a little conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> it gets placed <laughs> on a conveyor. That's how it gets flame roasted. And it goes over these flames, and it cooks it by the time it comes out. They don't even flip the burgers. You are the ones who are the burger flippers. <laughs> no, we do less work than that. I'll have you know. That's how Red Robin does it. Everything's on a conveyor belt. There's the some pinks and the no pinks. And then when you customize something, they just kind of figure it out along the way. If it's good enough for Red Robin, it's good enough for me. I'm just saying. Red Robin, yum. Hmm. I love me some Red Robin. I want some Red Robin, like, right now. Part of me wished it would have ended just, like, right when he shoots Murray, and then it would have just ended. You think that would have been a good ending? I think that would have been a great ending, but I think the world would have hated it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I think I agree with you. I am a masochist though i want a movie where the bad guy fucking wins the the when infinity war happened and it snapped and the credits rolled i was like yes <laughs> yes they did it right because i feel like the good guys win too much i know that's an evil thing to say but i feel the like good guys, the good guys don't win. always win in movies, well that's the but... point of the avengers right the avengers like bad guys supposed to win first and then they avenge yeah, the yes. Avengers. If the bad guy don't win first, true. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually looking this up right now. The greatest movies where the bad guy wins. This is an IMDb list. So the usual suspects: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The Dark Knight, Fight Club. That's the bad guy winning One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess who's the bad guy? Empire Strikes Back. I guess it depends who you think the bad guy <laughs> I mean, is. Okay, sure. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. No Country for Old Men. Memento. Brazil. Saw. Watchmen. I mean, yeah. What bad guy, though? And what? Watchmen. Yeah, dude, Ozzy Mandios was a bad guy. I mean, yeah, but like, ah, uh, here we go again. Here comes, here comes Eric agreeing with the bad guys again. <laughs> like, it was going to be all-out war. People died. People died. That's wrong. But st statistically, the numbers, he was right. <laughs> uh, Alien Covenant, the bad guy wins. I didn't see that one, so I'll take their their word for it. Basic Instinct, Arlington Road. I mean, these are all movies where the bad guy wins. Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, Seven. 
The bad guy does win in seven. If there's usual suspects, who's Kaiser Sose? Gone Girl. There, there are quite a, quite a number here, but Fight Club. Maybe I did mention Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> bad guy totally wins in Fight Club. Yeah, they, the buildings blow up. All but one of the buildings blow up. That's victory. Yeah, that is victory. <laughs> bad guys win. Um, the girl, all the bad guys want. <clears throat> about what was it called? Mystic River. Yeah, that's on here. That's okay, on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a because couple of lists here. The mob, the mob boss kills his old best friend. I, I love. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. This way. Sean Penn is the is the is the mob boss that kills his old best friend because he think his best friend went crazy and killed his daughter. And he didn't. Nope. Dude, uh, Ranker.com is a great website as long as you get the right list because it, it is one of those things that you can sign up for and spam lists. But it's all fa- it's all voted on by people. And I looked up the best movies where the bad guy wins. And you know what's number one on the list? Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> and the quote is, you should have gone for the head. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's it was a, just so satisfying. <clears throat> oh, this has Green Mile on it. I guess that I guess that is technically the bad guy winning, right? I mean, wow, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, technically speaking, <laughs> the bad guy wins. You don't want the ending that you get, and you get it. So. Yeah. Oh, here's a here here's a good one. Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy does yeah, win. Does he kill everybody? He's going for. Well, he's killing people, right? And then at the end, everybody's alive, but he kills her mom. And you're it's it's one of those ambiguous endings. Was she which was she dreaming? Is she dreaming now? Like you don't really know. So. Here's my thing with Freddy, right? If he is only, if he only exists inside nightmares and he can kill in nightmares, it's beneficial for him to not kill them all and to leave a few survivors to spread the story spread so his he fear. can invade. Yeah. That's so, part of uh, Freddy versus Jason. The reason he lost his power was because everybody on Elm Street who knew about him was either dead or institutionalized, where they were taking pills so they wouldn't have the nightmares anymore and everybody else stopped talking about him. That's like the, the, the Freddy versus Jason plot has an actual decent plot behind it before it's just like, ah, let's just let him fight. Ah, uh, sweet. Dark meat. <laughs> but it's funny. That's just it. It's because that that's when Freddy became a comedy villain. In the original Nightmares, he's actually a pretty terrifying villain, at least for the first oh, three yeah. movies. Because, like, there's no way to beat him until you realize that some people can control their dreams. And they go into their dreams to fight him. What um, if I dream and I grab him and you wake me up? Well, and he'll come into the real world and he'll have no powers. That's exactly what they do. I know. That was 
Uh, Saw, the first Saw movie, is a great example of the bad guy winning. And that's a great twist, too. It's so crazy. Like, I haven't seen it, but I know it. It's that what you think is the dead body the entire time in that ba- in that bathroom is him. Is him. Time, yeah. you're time. The entire time. The entire time. He just, and he just there gets up at the end as he's, like, done cutting up his foot. Yeah. And he just gets up and kills him anyway. No, he doesn't kill anybody. No, he, he leaves doesn't. him he for dead. Away. He leaves him for dead, he, yeah. Yeah, he oh, never yeah. killed anybody. That's just it. He, play, he just played a mind game. He got people killed. He he got a scapegoat killed in his place that they thought was him. It's a it's a. I know, I know like one of the things when like one of the future ones is when he's really ill and he has the girl from like the first movie taking care of him and she's doing the puzzles and she's making them purposely too hard and then he like puts her in her place. Being I always gave people a chance and you're not giving people a chance. You're more evil than I am. <laughs> Because she made it through and she survived and she has some kind of like survivor's guilt or whatever. And she doesn't want anyone else to be able to have what she has and kind of thing. Crazy, crazy shit. Hey, here's a good one. House of a Thousand Corpses is considered a movie where the bad guys win. But Well, yes, I guess because cause the remaining loving people end up in the car with the people. But at the same time, who are you rooting for in that movie? <laughs> like, hey, buddy. It's got Chris Hardwick and, uh, what's his face? White Shrew in it, dude. Dwight's the first one dead. I know. Taxi Driver's on here, too. That's a good movie. We re- we watched that. Oh, Clockwork Orange. Well, yeah, because you're not supposed to root for Alex, but Alex has his day anyway. This is actually an interesting topic. Let's get some feedback of what it... Even if you guys mention a movie we've already mentioned, what are some of your favorite movies where the bad guy actually wins? The bad guy comes out on top. Don't just all say Infinity War. Like, if you're going to say Infinity War, throw some other stuff out there. Don't. Unless that's literally the only one that you like, but. Uh, Eleven evil villains who are still kind of good parental figures. Now I need to know who's on, what's on this list here. Ah, it's going to be one of those, they're not going to let me. On the page. They're not going to let me on the page unless I pause my ad blocker. It's one of those deals. You know who's first on the list? Yondu. Yondu's the first one on the list. Yondu should be number one. Ray Sal Ghoul? Nah. uh, Nah. The Green Goblin? So, see, the thing with, like... It must be good fathers. Okay, good parental figures, but they were still bad guys. He couldn't be a a good parental figure because he was like good then turned bad, whereas Yondu was bad then turned good. You know what I mean? I suppose. Well, I'm going to say Yondu never was really all that bad. No, he was. He was. It was just a jackass. He was kidnapping children and, and sending them. Yeah, and then when he realized what was actually going on, he stopped. Yeah, that's true. The Green Goblin. I mean, he was kind of a fatherly figure, but he was also crazy. Like, that was just it, right? He was feuding with Spider-Man, but he actually really liked Peter Parker. He also has a son. (laughs) Uh, Captain Hook? This is from Hook, by the way, that Captain Hook. Uh... Yeah, uh, I mean, he did actually... Kind of bond with the with his with the kids for a bit there. 
Uh, you know who else is on this list? I don't know if you guys were ever Buffy the Vampire Slayer f- fans, but Mayor Wilkins is on here. He's the villain from the third season. And he's actually a really good father figure to Faith, but he's also a friggin' douchebag. Like everybody else on that show. <laughs> no, not really. It's a great show. It is a good show. So. By the way, your hometown is like a hell mount, so congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. So, as we wrap up this edition of the Nerd Table for the uh, the holiday weekend, uh, I want to actually close it out because this is Memorial Day weekend, and that's like I know that Memorial Day is for mem- remembrance and everything, but people do kind of treat it as a as an excuse to light up fireworks and celebrate a little bit. Do you guys do anything for Memorial Day? Do you have any traditions? Do you? go anywhere or are you like me and you're like nope everyone else is going to be everywhere doing everything and i don't want to be anywhere near them we used to when i was growing up you go camping or and then eventually there was a summer camp that we all summer camp i actually ended up working at several summers in a row uh my family actually founded a a thing where people will go and spend the weekend there getting them ready for the summer so and so if we me, were coming there, there'd be a bunch of people mowing the lawn. There'd be people doing fixing up stuff in cabins, oh, uh, putting in the uh, the dock and stuff. You know, because there's a lot of shit you got, especially in New York, where half the year there's f- several feet of snow. Shit happens to a campground during the winter. It has to get taken care of before kids come in for summer. Yeah, but like, wouldn't that all be taken care of by the time? Memorial Day comes around? Yeah. Yeah. Depends. In New New York, there's still three more weeks of school after Memorial Day. Oh, damn. Yeah, in in New Jersey, our school always ended in June. Yeah, it was the 20s of June when school ended. I never knew what fucking school ended in Florida. It was just whenever you feel like not going anymore. I get it because it's... (laughs) It gets super hot, and they got to spend thousands of dollars keeping that place cool. I get it. I understand. See, any time that I had off, well, first off, I worked at Disney, and we we didn't have time off. What was a holiday? Holiday was just you you were working. A holiday was more people were in the park that day, and you were pissed. Pretty much. And they were complaining Um, about how many people were in the park that day. The the thing with, if I did end up having a holiday off which the really the only holiday that I ever got off on occasion was Labor Day and that's because my birthday sometimes landed on Labor Day but holidays in general if I ever got them off I stayed the fucking side I did not go anywhere but that's just like being in Orlando so close to Disney and Universal I was literally in between the two basically between Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld, I couldn't go anywhere, even if I wanted to, so I didn't. And now I, I, I just have that same mentality. I don't think it's going to be that bad here, but I'm still like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to order food and watch TV. I mean, that's that just sounds like my life now. I mean, yeah, it's it's 
it's been 90 most of the week this week. It's already like, well, if I already wasn't a person that just stayed in all the time, I'd be staying in right now. Like, there's no reason. So, do you see <laughs> in the modern day? There's no reason to go out and and almost die. Do you, do you subscribe to the theory that like we only ever really cared for summer as kids because we were off school and now that we're older we all realize how terrible summer is because it's hot and miserable and there's people everywhere and yes and now i realize that like i like when we were kids i always hated fall because that was when school started again and now fall is my absolute favorite season because people disappear and the weather gets cooler and the colors are pretty and i'm like yes i friggin live for fall like september 1st literally now my life is all about September 1st to January 1st is my favorite time of the year. That is my absolute favorite time of the year. Get rid of August. Get me into fall mode so I can get all my Halloween Christmas hype. Celebrate my birthday. Celebrate your two birthdays, as a matter of fact. And yeah. and then get the hell out of the year. Because <laughs> everybody like knows most that... Most of the year because of allergies. Well, do you also subscribe to the theory that December snow is different from January snow? Because it totally is. And you know it is. Yeah, December snow is all happy and go lucky. And January snow is like very sad and stay home. Because what do you have to look forward to at that point? Yeah. Yeah, there's no no more of my birthday or Christmas (laughs) happening. It's no longer a majestic seasonal thing. Now it's just in my way. (laughs) <laughs> now it's just shit that makes you drive slower snow's part of the christmas aesthetic because there's pretty lights and everything up and and color and people are singing and everything in the middle of january it's dark and miserable <laughs> and, and then there's all the, the sand and the salt and it's just in mud and it just doesn't look nice <laughs> unless you live in the middle of nowhere and then there's these long stretches of pure white snow flat across ground and it's beautiful and then you realize yeah but that's not where anything lives <laughs> nope that's why it's beautiful well before we end the show i was just want to throw one more thing out there uh we had some suggestions for my little tournaments group about uh doing tournaments based on food i got we got to end the show on food right like is there any well, other yeah, way to end the show? There, there just isn't, right? I mean, like, I, can, I know it's not lunchtime, but I'll, I'll still grab a snack before. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally getting a snack. Yeah, we're recording later in the well, day, it's so time for second dinner, supper. Remember like that? I oh, ate five. Had I ate at five, and it's been five hours since I ate. Yeah, I'm gonna so be. I got it. <laughs> so, among some of the the top the top ideas that we got, one of them was the best theme park snack. Now, Eric, when you go to the parks. What's the go-to snack? Snack? Yeah. It's different for every park. It, it is, right? You mentioned Dole Whip before. It's Dole, well, Dole, Dole Whip is always going to be my answer, but... Yeah, Dole Whip is always going to be... It, it is the only answer, but it's only for Magic Kingdom. Like, you can't just go to Epcot and get Dole Whip. Yeah, you can't get... Yeah, you can't. But... My snack for Epcot is a snake bite. Oh. Please explain to Dan what that is. Oh, okay. Oh, it is God, a, a snake bite mixed now, son of a bitch. It, it's a mixed beer cider uh, from the Rose and Crown, which is a pub over in uh, in England. Okay, so this is like in the tastes of the world or whatever. World showcase. Yeah. 
yeah. World Showcase, yeah. And uh, it's just it's it's a just a delicious beer, but they call it a, a snake bite. And I want I can't remember what the exact mix is, but I know there's like shandy in it or something like that. And it's fucking delicious. Mm. Okay, so how about something non-alcoholic? Oh, non-alcoholic at Epcot, um, probably a churro. Those yeah. churros like any, anywhere is a churro, right? Though. Yeah, but well, so I mean, good. they they always have like funnel cakes and stuff like that all over the place. But Mexico has the best churros. Mm. You know what I like to get as a snack? It's not really a snack because it's pretty much a meal. But I I'll just get one of those burritos. It's like going to Mo's Southwest Grill. <laughs> just grab a burrito real quick and just devour it <laughs> with the cheddar cheese soup. In Here's Canada. the next big question, though: is what's the best value for your money? In the parks? World Showcase Quick Service. Yeah. World Showcase Quick Service, 100%. Because you get the taste of the world, you get quality food, and you're not spending a fortune on it. You're spending, you're spending like, high-end fast food prices. Okay. Because I know it's the thing. They they got you. You're going to pay because you got it. Absolutely. And they have incredible stuff there. I remember there was a... One of my favorite things to get while I was there was called a mac and cheese burger. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. And it's exactly mm-hmm. what you would think. So there's like a big there's like a big amount of mac and cheese on a burger. It's like a ball burger. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like in a ball, yeah. And then Animal Kingdom. I, I I'm not big on Chinese food, but I love going to Yak and Yeti and getting their quick service. Yak and Yeti is the shit. A little yeah, orange that, a little I, orange chicken on the go. I know a bunch of people who would say that they they like the turkey legs, and I cannot. Turkey eat legs are those gross. Legs. They're so it's it's, it's too just, much. It's, rough. it's too much. It's too much. It's too big. That's yeah. that's that's Renfair food, dude. You yeah, big turkey leg walk around Renfair. Yeah, but that's it's it's just too much of a of a thing. You know what's a good quick service snack at Magic Kingdom? Go to Casey's and get the little corn dog bites. Those things are good. Those are good. Dip them in cheese. Now, at Hollywood Studios, it's no longer there, so I don't know what I would consider a good (laughs) snack. But at the time, you can go to Pizza Planet and get a a little personal pizza over there, and that was fantastic. Um, yeah, that's actually a good question cuz Studios because, has the Star Wars land now, so I kind of want I kind of want to try some of their stuff. Right? And, and the thing is, like if I, if I I was going to say if it wasn't that, then there's a place that's across from uh where it used to be the um uh, Backlot Tour, <laughs> which is also not there anymore. Of, how is really used to be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and there was another place that used to be there. <laughs> the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground. There's another food court there. It's no longer there. There's a Jesus lot of Christ. things that are no longer there. I can't tell you what good snack food there is in Hollywood Studios anymore, apparently. But I'll tell you this. There is nothing quite like getting a crusty Burger and a Buzz Cola at Universal Studios. I wouldn't know. I never went. Mm, so good. All right. One last food-based question before we end the episode. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? 
Just straight up, you're only having that flavor? Um, all right, let's do, let's do, what's your favorite straight up flavor? And then if you can like mix and match, what would you go for? For me, it's cookies and cream. Ice cream is my favorite straight up flavor. But if I can mix something, I would get vanilla soft serve and douse that stuff in toppings. Yeah, it would be like get some vanilla and then put a little bit of this, a little bit of that on it for a mixture. But if we're talking, go for the Talenti or the Ben and Jerry's, then mm-hmm. I like I like the um, Americone Dream where it's like got ice cream cone bits in it. That's good. Oh, ben yeah, Jerry. that's good. That's the um, sounds good. The Col- the Colbert Americone Dream. Yeah, I am a fan of cookies and cream. And you know what I actually like? Pistachio ice cream. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of pistachios. I mean, they're all right, but I like pistachio ice cream. Okay. I think if I had to go one solid flavor, it'd be like French vanilla. Okay. Really? You basic bitch. <laughs> I am a basic bitch, but I love my butter pecan. There you go. Good Especially answers. if I'm going to make like a Coke float. Good answer. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you're doing anything, you want you usually just want vanilla. If you're messing with it, you only you really usually just want vanilla. That's chocolate. But you can't go crazy with chocolate. You can't you can't go too far with chocolate as the as the main one. It's if you're absolutely soft right. serve See, chocolate, though, and this is what I do like. If I'm doing soft serve chocolate, I love to throw in marshmallow. And graham cracker bits. Kind of s'more it up a little bit. See, and that's acceptable, but you can also do that with vanilla. You know what you can't do with chocolate? You can't toss Skittles in that shit. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You can't put gummy bears in chocolate ice cream. But you can with vanilla. (laughs) Yes. Well, vanilla's... that's why the that's why they only ever make soft serve and vanilla and chocolate, and then every now and again you can find soft serve strawberry, but it's not common. I've only ever yeah. had it once. Oh, I also like cre- the cre- creamsicle when they get a little bit of orange on there. Oh yeah, the oh, orange yeah. or the vanilla. <laughs> so good. All right, so for our next week's episode, guys, it's our forty second episode. Not that that means anything like significantly, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to do a uh, forty-two is the meaning of the war of the of the yes, universe. Yes, the meaning of the universe. So what I would like to do is a grab bag episode where we come up with topics that you want us to specifically discuss. I'll put it in our Facebook group, but you guys can be like, "Hey, talk about." this kind of food or your favorite thing of this. And we'll just have discussions based on things you guys really want us to talk about. We'll do that for next week's episode, just to have a little bit of fun and to mix things up a little bit, but we're going to wrap this up here. It's uh, it's now late in the evening, which is rare for us, but uh, we wish you guys all a wonderful holiday weekend. As you're listening to this, please be safe, have fun. And we'll join you guys next time on the nerd table. Good night, everybody. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.